This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. As I mentioned right in that intro, I don't have a pressing topic. So I just want to really just kind of check on y'all, see how things are going, see what's been new, see if you got something on your mind, if you got a question that that, that you just want to know, if you got something that you want to bounce off of me or bounce off of folks in the chat, go ahead and let me know. Otherwise, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you know, we can call it a night. But um, I also want to know just how things are going, um, how things are going so far this year for you. God bless you, Sister Marsha. Praise the Lord. But let me know how things are going so far. Um, so far, so good for me. So far, so good. Some of you might have heard me mention that I am participating in a juice fast. Um, I'm participating in a juice fast. Um, T asked me to, to join, to participate. And at first I was like, I don't know if I'm really about that life, but I knew that I needed it. And so we're 14 days in. The reason why I'm talking about it, because this is not necessarily a spiritual fast. You know, when it's a, a spiritual fast, Jesus said, when you fast, don't just walk around all shamefaced, like you're just making it so obvious that you're fasting, but anoint your face, wash your face, take a bath, you know, get up, put some clothes on, act normal so that God gets the glory out of what you're trying to do. But um, this is just more like a nutrition thing that I'm doing just to kind of reset my body. So hopefully, by the grace of God, we're going to be... <laughs> We're going to be doing a juice fast for the entire month of January. Now, this isn't necessarily healthy, right? But it's like a hard reset, a hard detox for your body. Um, so far, so good. You know what I mean? I'll talk about that a little bit, um, you know, uh, because it's really made me think about food, right? And it's made me think about what type of role does food play in our lives? And so after about the second or third day, I wasn't really hungry. I wasn't really getting hunger cravings. So it's been pretty much smooth sailing from a physical standpoint. The thing about me also, I'm not around food a lot. So I'm not really around that temptation. I do have somebody living with me now, but he's basically never here. He never cooks. So I almost never smell food unless maybe I go to work and somebody has some at lunch and I'm only going to work once a week now. So I don't have the temptation, which is good, but it's got me thinking about, um, I was kind of joking saying is food a scam. And what I mean by that is in America, most people eat about three meals a day. That's what we're socially conditioned to do. We're conditioned to believe breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and a couple snacks in between. And I'm not saying there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but when, when you really are able to see how much food your body actually does not need, 
right? It really puts things into perspective to say, man, have I have I been operating in excess? And I can tell you firsthand, last year, like I said on here before, I got up to about 240, you know, and according to my height, that put me just in the uh, obese category. So I technically I was obese, you know what I mean, last year. And we can kind of get to this place where we can convince ourselves that everything's cool. Or I'm just I'm gonna have a little snack, a little potato chips, a little ice cream. But then when you go to put them clothes on and them clothes not fitting the same, or you go to put that belt on and you was right in the middle of them little hole, them little belt holes. But then when you put your belt on now, you can barely get the first one. <laughs> you can barely get the first one to get on right. So um your body begins to talk to you. And I pray to the Lord. I said, Lord, I got to get myself together physically because for various reasons. A, just my overall health. You know, I wasn't breathing very well last year. I didn't have any endurance when it came to working out. Um, but then for other reasons, other personal reasons, you know what I mean? Uh, if I if if it's the Lord's will for me to have a wife, I don't want to be obese. You know what I mean? I want to have some level of fitness. So I begin to pray to the Lord like Hezekiah. You know, Lord, can I get 15 more years? <laughs> can I get can I can I get 15 more years of not having a dad bod? You know what I mean? Because I ain't got I'm not a dad. And so I believe that the Lord heard that. And I believe he answered that. I think he answered it through. Um, Sister Torrance, who invited me to do this fast with her, um, I think he used her to get me together. And so I praise God for that. Um, but it got me really thinking about the scripture that talks about their God being their bellies. And let me see if I can find that real quick, because I'm not sure if everybody is familiar with that scripture. Um and by the way, we're having an open discussion tonight, so we can talk about anything that y'all want. I want y'all to make make it make put me put my put me on the on the on the fire. You know what I'm saying? Put me on the grill. Give me some. Put me in a. You know what I'm saying? Give me something hard to talk about. I don't mind. Um, but this particular scripture, Philippians chapter three, it's in verse 19. But let's let's just kind of look at it a little bit. Um, Paul is writing here and what he's writing, I haven't read this in a little while. So let's go ahead and just read the whole, let's read the whole shebang from the top. Paul is talking about righteousness through faith. Philippians chapter three, I want verse 19, but we're going to just take it from the top. Finally, my brethren re rejoice in the Lord to write this let me slow down. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you. To me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you, it is safe. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. So just to kind of put this in context, the 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 um, when he says beware of this concision, he's talking about Judaizers who preach that you must be circumcised to be saved. Right. That was something that Paul was still dealing with 
um, things like keeping the law, things like being circumcised, those type of things. And he's saying, beware of these people because um, they're putting all of their confidence in a in a in and basically the old covenant and not what Christ came to do. So he says, though, I might also have confidence in the flesh. If any other man thinketh that he hath, whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. OK, let's put that in English. Basically, he's saying if anybody should have confidence in the flesh, it should be me. So he goes on to share his credentials. In verse five, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin and Hebrew of the Hebrews as touching the law of Pharisee concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. So basically he was he was a grade A Jew. So I must actually skip down to the one I want for the sake of this being solid talking, not Bible study. Verse 17 says, brethren, be followers together of me. And mark them which walk so as ye have for an example. In other words, an example. So he's saying, look, pay attention to what I do. All right. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly. And whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven. In other words, our behavior is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile, vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. But I want to talk about verse 19, that God be in their belly. And I'm just going to be honest, you know what I mean? There were certain points last year and even just years in general where or, or just moments and seasons in general where I know I'm overdoing it. I know that this belly is giving me impulses, is giving me cravings, and I obey it. And I know certain times when I obey it, it can slow me down. It can make me lethargic. It can make me... um slothful right because all of this stuff is connected and so we get impulses through all five of our senses but there's something about our belly that if we can demonstrate that we have dominion over our bellies then it shows that we have that fruit of temperance and it shows that we're willing to sacrifice enough to be able to focus on god and to deny this flesh so when you fast it's like you're giving your 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 body the ultimate like it's like you're giving your flesh the ultimate punch, the ultimate haymaker, right? The ultimate knockout blow because you're saying, OK, I'm crucifying this thing. And if you're doing the spiritual fast, you're saying I'm doing it for the return of having a closer relationship with the Lord, for the return of being able to hear from the Lord. And so it's this thing of um, gluttony that we talk about sometimes, but honestly, we don't talk about it the same way we talk about fornication. We don't talk about it the same way we talk about LGBT. We don't talk about it the same way that we talk about lying or stealing or cheating or adultery, all of these other different type of things. Um, and so why is that? Why is it that we don't confront gluttony 
the way we confront these other things? And why is it that sometimes we don't identify gluttony the way that we identify other things? See, in order, I, I believe the reason why the Lord answered this, this prayer is because I had to actually identify, Lord, I'm being a glutton. I'm, I deliver me from the spirit of gluttony, right? I'm, I'm, I had to identify that. And so the scripture says, if we confess our sins, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And so herein comes the cleansing process. And so I thank God for that. But I think what it is, is, you know, uh, we do need to eat. You know what I mean? We do need to eat. And we can get to, to, to certain moments where it's like we we ha we don't have moderation. And that was my issue is that I was not uh, exercising moderation. You know what I mean? There's seasons in my life when I have, but there's been also been seasons where I haven't. And so this is why I needed this reset. Um, so I see a couple comments here. Marsha says food is a pleasure which can turn into an addiction. Absolutely. It's like if you do something like what I'm doing now, you, you know that it's an addiction because after a while, my body is not even giving me hunger cravings. As I mentioned, after the third day, I wasn't even getting hunger impulses. And I just thought about that. I'm like, man, so so what was actually causing me to feel or to be hungry? You know, now there might be moments where I become what I call socially hungry, meaning I'm scrolling on Instagram and I see some some biscuits and they glazing some butter over it. You know, you got a word for that. It's called food, P-O-R-N. Right. <laughs> and we joke about that term. Uh, but there's actually some truth to that term. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's almost in the same line of looking at an attractive woman or an attractive man on the internet when you're just kind of sitting there salivating and it, and it puts you into a certain mindset. It can be a real thing. And so this is something that, that I really had to kind of deal with is, uh, is that. So the real challenge is going to be temperance and self-control when I come out of this challenge, right? That's going to be the real, okay, all right, <clears throat> right now you're just doing something extreme, Greg, because I'm good with the extremes. Like I can be hot and cold, da da da, da. But <clears throat> when it comes to being able to uh, have food, but have it in moderation, have it in portion control, have it in good decision-making, right? not overindulge, understand that a treat is a treat and not treat yourself all the time, like these type of things. Um, and the thing about it, to be honest, you know, I wasn't like OC, you know, it wasn't like I was eating fried chicken every day, but it was the combination of uh, being a little bit OC. And when I say OC, that means out of control. Being just a little bit OC, but then also working from home and not being physically active to offset that. That that recipe right there was becoming a recipe for disaster. <laughs> like that combination right there, like you don't want to mess with that. So that's kind of what 
what I was dealing with. But I see a couple comments here. We just hanging out tonight. Bring your topics. Bring your uh, bring your 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 concerns. Something you've seen. Something that's been on your mind. Something that's been on your heart. Something you've always been wondering. Go ahead and do that. I asked folks how they were doing so far this year. Marsha says I can't complain. Divine connections are happening, and transition is on the horizon. To God be the glory. Now that's good news. I'm glad to hear that. You know what I mean? There's nothing like a divine connection because the divine connection really makes you become reassured that you're walking with the Lord. Because the scripture says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So it's like we trust God and we know that he's in our lives and he's moving in our lives. But to be honest, every now and then we need that little reassurance, or at least I do. Let me speak for me. I need that little reassurance. You know what I mean? And so um, when 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 I'm walking and navigating and I see things begin to fall into place and I know that had to be God. Now it's getting me to the place where it's making my faith even stronger. So folks going through something, just hang in there. You know what I mean? Just just keep the faith. Because when he does give you that little nugget or that little breadcrumb, when you got that, you still got that measure of faith and you exercising that, it's going to give you even more faith. So, I mean, divine connections are always good. Sister D says, praise God for the hard reset. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just just the detox so far, haven't had too many complications. Uh, my skin feels better. I'm down about. Last time I weighed, I think I was down about 13.2 pounds. Um, back does not hurt anymore. I, my stomach was putting pressure on my back. So that was, you know, giving me some problems. But my back is fine. I can exercise longer. You know, before, if I was doing 100 jumping jacks, I might get to like 75. And around 75, my back would start hurting because I had a little disc issue. Some of y'all know I, I have the x-ray right there in that room, but I had a disc that was out of place when I was out in the world. I got saved and, um, you know, God healed my back. But recently I re-aggravated my back, helping somebody move. So anyway, that's doing well. Um, I can do push-ups easier. I'm lighter, you know, leg lifts, stuff like that. So I'm exercising moderately just so I don't get skinny. Um, and just so I can tone up a little bit. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I think maybe after like the third, the fourth or fifth day, I got a cramp in my left leg. Now I had taken a walk. We had some nice weather and I maybe did like a 40 minute walk two days in a row. And I got like a weird cramp in my leg, but other, but that went away and I haven't had an issue since. Other than that, all has been well. All has been well. You know, I don't recommend a full month, but I certainly recommend if you want to just reset your body, do a three day, a five day or maybe even a seven day juice fast. I definitely recommend that. Marsha says, you say food was made for the stomach and the stomach for food. This is true, though someday God will do away with both of them. And that scripture is from First Corinthians chapter six. Yeah, it's like, it's like, are we living to eat or eating to live? 
And that's that's where I'm going to have to really find a balance because I'm one of the people I just like, you know, say I like I like going to restaurants. I like trying new things. I like different cuisines, you know, all that good stuff. So it's not that we can't enjoy it, but we have to have the discipline to enjoy it in moderation. You know, so we'll we're going to see how this goes. I've been considering OMAD. That's one meal a day. You know, when I start eating, start back eating in February, I've been considering OMAD, but I'm likely to probably do maybe like two meals a day and maybe a smoothie and some snacks or something. We'll see. We'll see. But I know I got to maintain whatever progress I do make. Dee says she's a big fan of fasting. Fasting is amazing. Like I said, when I came on here, I'm talking about this fast because it's not necessarily like that spiritual. Now, toward the end of it, since I'm like already doing this, I might take a few a few days to incorporate some intense prayer and really just kind of get to myself maybe the last week or the last three days and just really um, take advantage of just being in this space. You know, but as of right now, this is just more of like a fitness, nutrition, reset type thing. Marsha says, referring to your last solid talk regarding vanity. Ozempic, a drug used for diabetes, is being hoarded by those who can afford it as a weight loss drug. Wow. I've not heard of that. I've not heard of that drug or that what you're saying, but that's interesting that people are kind of doing that. Um, yeah, that discussion last week was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, for those who didn't see it, uh, we had a Truth Talks podcast. We'll be doing those every first Saturday just to mix it up a little bit. Um, Nicole is hosting that. And, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that conversation. Went on a little long. You know, we're going to keep it at an hour, hour and a half max from this point forward. But, um, but yeah, it's a good good one, and we'll work out the kinks and whatnot. But thank you all for checking that out. Um. But it really just goes to show the extreme of everything, you know. So <clears throat> in this world, God designed it in such a way that you can't get something for nothing. You know, even salvation came at the expense of the shed blood of Christ. So if you want to get fit or you want to at least look fit, there's certain things that we have to do. You know, we 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 have to eat right and work out, which is sacrifice. Or you can do what I'm doing. I'm not really uh, eat, like eating right or working out, but I'm kind of doing more like an extreme thing. And then for some people, surgery is extreme. You know what I mean? That's that's an extreme way. My issue with that is that it's like totally unhealthy um, and it's dangerous. Right. And it's expensive, you know, and it's, it's kind of like vain in a way because you kind of like <laughs> rearranging your body a certain type of way. But anyway, we 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 hammered that out. Oh uh, wait, here's a uh, topic in the healthcare. In healthcare, they consider the stomach the second brain. Fasting makes me think of us having to renew our minds in that sense. Also, wow. Yeah, I've never heard of that, but that makes sense. Your stomach being the second brain. Look, your stomach can talk to you. <laughs> I believe that because, like I said, I haven't been hearing it, but I used to hear it all last year. It <laughs> just saying bacon, <laughs> wings, 
That like I think that's how my stomach sound. It don't sound like my regular voice in my brain. It's just it, it probably sound probably a little essential to it's probably like biscuits. <laughs> so I got it. I had to silence that thing real quick. Glory to God. It's just you know, and I feel like I unlocked a whole wardrobe. You know what I mean? Like I I gave some of my clothes away last year because I hadn't got to the point where I was like either I'm going work out and get in these clothes or I'm going to just start giving them away. So I gave away a few, but I did keep some. And now that I'm kind of getting to a uh, weight where I should be, it's like I unlocked these clothes again. So I ain't got to spend money on clothes. Praise God. D says food addictions are very real, <clears throat> you know, and this is something that I've been thinking about this week as well. Just the whole idea of uh, because people have been talking about inflation and the price of eggs has been going up. And I've been thinking about how efficient and how beneficial it is to live a godly life. Because what a godly life really is, is cleanliness and moderation. And so if we really are living in moderate, if we really are living in moderation, what it's going to mean is that we don't have to overindulge like the world because what they have is a dependency. Now we have a dependency, but if we're walking this out the right way, our dependency should be Jesus Christ. Now, of course, we get into different seasons. We backslide, you know, we give into certain temptations every now and then. And, you know, we, we go to another source, you know, but, but ideally the life of a believer holistically our dependency is Jesus Christ. So what that means is we ain't got to spend no money on alcohol. Alcohol is expensive. You go to one of these clubs. I ain't been to the club in like 10 years, but you go to one of these clubs, it's probably, I'm imagining now it could be like $25, $30 a drink. It's probably like $20 a drink because it was almost $20 when I was back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Depending on what you got, you know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> you... Who knows how much it is, but you ain't got to spend money on that. You know, hopefully you ain't got to spend money on cigarettes. I know some people still battle with that. And and I do believe God for deliverance with you. But hopefully, you know, once once you gain that deliverance and the Lord deliver you from that, you won't have to have any spend any money on that. Who knows how much they cost? They probably like I don't know how much cigarettes cost, but let's just say they like seven dollars a pack or something crazy like that. If you eat them right, if you eat and use a portion control, that means you can stretch your food. You ain't got to spend as much money on food. You know what I mean? Because we're, we're, we're functioning in moderation. And so stewardship and living a godly life in and of itself already gets you to a place of uh, like it's, it's putting you in the, in the direction of wealth and prosperity. You know, not just because of your, uh, you know, how much you make and all this type of stuff, but just the fact that you're, you're budgeting, your decision making. I don't got to go get a ball main. Uh, I don't got to go get some Balenciaga shoes. I don't got to go get a, a Rolls Royce Phantom. You know, I don't got to get, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, like Versace shades, <laughs> whatever the case may be, because... I'm living a life of moderation. 
Now, if you want to treat yourself to that every now and then, look, be my guest. I'm not here to judge anybody. But what I'm saying is oftentimes when people do get those things, it's because they're operating from a deficiency. And it's because they're operating, as I said, from a place of dependency, because every human on earth is dependent. But the issue is, is dependency that's in the wrong place. So when we really talk about sin, what we're really talking about, we're just talking about a misplaced dependency. You know, each and every one of us has a God sized void before we're saved. And the only one that can fill that is the Lord. And that's why what we have him is perpetual. But when you got drugs, you got to keep going back, going back, going back. We as believers, we ain't spend no money on no daggone drugs. <laughs> this is abundant life. You know, what is abundant life? We're in abundant life right now. It's an abundant life in Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory. He fulfills us. But when you're out there in the world, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just the dependency is everywhere. Dependency, you know, look, look, if you're single and you're a dude, you ain't been spending money on dates. I don't know how the dating game is now because I ain't been on a date in years. <laughs> but I'm imagining if you're doing it the traditional way, I know folks don't do that. I know a lot of folks these days, folks go Dutch. You know, I seen the thing where the guy, he, he going to, Decide if he paid based on how the woman going to act the remainder of the night, if y'all get what I'm saying. But my point is, you ain't spending money on women. Um, women, you might not be spending money on getting dolled up and getting new outfits and stuff. I don't know. I'm just saying that when we live this godly life, there's so many benefits to being in Christ that we don't really even like. We're not really conscious of it because it just becomes our nature in Christ. And you don't even realize how much you're saving. You know what I mean? We're saving money. You ain't spending money on gas, going back and forth to the bar. It's, it, I can go down the list, right? But there's just so many benefits to being in Christ. And it's a wonderful thing. And so as we talk about this inflation, which I, you know, I mentioned this years ago, or at least a couple years, one or two years ago now, um, folks are seeing it. They're seeing it. You're seeing the price of eggs become $7. You're seeing, uh, I saw one place somebody said uh, eggs, uh, like an 18 pack of eggs was like $13 or something like that. We're seeing it real time. And, you know, I done told y'all on here before, uh, it's going to get to the place where if this continues, folks going to be down and out. And when folks get down and out, they're going to start looking around because what's going to kick in is going to be survival mode. Now, y'all already saw how survival mode went when COVID broke out. Folks was flooding to the stores getting toilet paper. You know what I mean? You couldn't find toilet paper. You couldn't find food. I still got the pictures from 2020. When I went to the grocery store, wasn't any meat left except pork. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I went to the BJ's, <clears throat> wasn't no meat left but pork. Uh, food was gone. Meat was gone. But now everything is getting expensive. And the folks who have not put their trust in the Lord, 
they're not going to be able to get rid of those dependencies because it is a dependency. Every deliverance we have has been by the grace of God. Now, every now and then somebody in the world might, might, you know, the clock, a broken clock might be right one or two times and they can quit drinking without Christ, you know, go to AA. They might, you know, get cleaned up. Some folks turn to other stuff, yoga. Some folks say yoga, do that, whatever. But the point is, generally speaking, to live a holy life, you need the Holy Ghost. And folks who have not made that decision yet, don't be surprised if they come to you the person who has made all the right decisions and now they come to you because <clears throat> you're a good old, you're a good Christian. You're a good Christian man, a good Christian woman. And they expect to leverage your oil. You know, they want to have your oil. When the scripture says the wealth of the sinner shall be laid up for the just, you know, so what you can tell them, you ain't got it. You can tell them, like I said, a few weeks ago, Paul's in a, uh, no, Peter and John, I think it was in the book of Acts, maybe chapter three or so, saw that guy outside the temple. He was begging silver and gold. I have none. But in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Some people you're going to have to tell them, look, cry out to God, rise up and walk. You know what I mean? Now, if you led to give, certainly give. Um, we should be benevolent. But I'm just saying, don't be surprised. You know, look. Eggs being seven dollars. <laughs> I'm eating grits. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I mean something else, you know, because it's like, hey. But that's just it. We having an open discussion tonight. We can talk about whatever y'all want by the grace of God. Now, I like what D says here. Food is my medicine. Proudly pharmaceutical free after years of hypertension and heart medicines. Trading those for more for a more nutritious diet. Wow. That scripture that I love that I always mess up. God has given us everything we need pertaining. Let me look it up. The life and godliness or something like that. Second Peter chapter three. Second Peter chapter one, verse three. Oh, this is a very light font. Um, oh, he doing an analysis. I I just want the scripture. I just want the scripture, bro. God bless you, bro. I just want the scripture, though. <laughs> um, they got all types of versions. Easy to read version. I never even heard of that. My goodness. Okay, according to according as his divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. That's good news. But I say that to say, to your point about food being medicine, God has given us everything that we need. Food is really fuel. But just like anything, the devil can pervert it. And then he'll call it sinful. <laughs> he'll call it sinful. And I ain't gonna lie, every now and then you might, cause you know, just as long as you keep it in moderation, he'll break out that chocolate cake and they, it's like triple layer, triple layer, double decker, chocolate, triple chocolate, everything triple, just triple, 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 right? <laughs> and then you see it and they say it's it's sinful. You know what I mean? It's just, hey, 
that's how it be. I done seen some desserts. He'll name it like the devil, such and such. I don't, I don't really like eating those like that, but yeah. Um, so yeah, it should be our medicine. It should be our fuel. We don't always do that. Okay, good. Christ warrior, get, get, put me in, put me in the game. Thank you, Christ warrior. Have you noticed these sudden deaths, especially among young people? Yes, I have. Absolutely noticed these sudden deaths. Um, but you've got to have eyes to see it. I asked a buddy of mine, he's still in the world. He's like not completely blind, but he's still in the world. So he's blind. I was like, you know, have you been, I said, what do you think about all these deaths that have been happening recently? And he was just like, I don't think people are dying any more than they have been in the past. Uh, and I knew he would say that because I know, and this is like my best friend. We can almost read each other's minds, but I knew he was going to say that. And the media obviously doesn't want us to be aware of these sudden deaths that are taking place. But if you pay attention, it's happening all the time. And like you said, it's young people. You know what I mean? And not it's it ain't even like young, bad. It's a lot of athletes are experiencing this as well. And so there's some questions that we have to ask, you know, and 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 I I don't um I tread very lightly with this because uh I know people who have put themselves in the same position as some of these other folks, and I care about these people. So as I always say, when it comes to, you know, because some people will suggest that a lot of these sudden deaths seem to be in alignment with a lot of these, you know, mandates that we've had lately. And, you know, I want to be wrong about that. I'm not going to lie. It feel good to be right. I'm just look, but I'm right about enough stuff. I can sacrifice this. I want to be wrong because there are people that um, that I love who have made a personal choice and that's fine. Right. And fortunately by the grace of God, nothing has happened to them. Um, but to answer the question, I have seen it. What do y'all think about these, about these sudden deaths? Have you noticed it? Do you think it's happening? Do you think that it's just by coincidence? Do you think that there's no more deaths than usual? It's just that we have more social media. I like to know what y'all think about that. Um, I just don't, y'all know me, I don't, I know too much. I just don't have any trust in this system that we're in. And so when something comes from the system, I exercise a lot of scrutiny, right? Y'all know me, I'm an unapologetic conspiracy theorist, right? I keep my tinfoil hat on. I done made two songs about it. I ain't got no qualms about it because all that tells me is that I'm asking questions, right? Um, and it's okay to ask questions. Some some questions, you you might be on to something. Some questions, you might be out of the ballpark. Like you might not even be in the vicinity, right? But what's wrong with asking questions? And this society has conditioned us for at least a good two years to 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 to. I don't want to say crucify <laughs> to um. <clears throat> Uh, ostracize anybody who questions stuff. And a wild thing about it is the same stuff that people were having questions about two years ago. Now it's actually the, the, the veil is being lifted 
And you see that all of those questions were valid. A lot of that stuff has been true. So I don't see why people have this blind faith in a system. See, the, the thing about humanity is, as I said, we're all dependent creatures, right? So our survival is contingent upon something outside of us. None of us have an on and off switch where we can control when we live and when we die. So, so we're dependent, right? And people operate from a place of self-preservation, understandably so. But the scripture says, whoever tries to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, Jesus says, and I think he also said, and for the gospels, for the sake of the gospel, they shall find it. So we, yes, we should aim to live long lives, long, healthy lives. We should enjoy the life down here. But when it comes to a, a compromise between the kingdom of this world and the kingdom of God, and they begin to start to butt heads, we should not be preserving our lives for the sake of the kingdoms of the world or for our self-preservation in the world. We should be preserving our lives uh, or uh, losing our lives rather for the sake of the gospel, right? Because our focus is should be on eternal life, you know, because this life is only a vapor. It's only a vapor, right? It's moving fast. We're already in 2023. 2021, I thought 2021 was fast. 2022 went by like that. Like, it, I mean, just, it, like it almost ain't even happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, but I, I did something. I know what it was. I did one of those Instagram or Facebook. I did one of them Instagram challenges. You know, your 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 six favorite pictures from 2022. And I put those up and, and I look, I was like, okay, I did do some stuff this year. I went a few places and it kind of put things in perspective. It wasn't as fast as I thought, but it felt fast. It felt fast. I don't remember anything from 2022 except Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. I don't even remember anything else. That's how fast it went. <laughs> And I'm serious. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's things if I really sit down and think about it, but it was like a blur year for me. It's like a reset year. I wasn't really, like I said, I was just kind of lazy and slothful and, you know, everything just kind of slowed down. My weight slowed down, ministry slowed down, you know, everything just, it wasn't really a productive year for me, but I'm back. So I praise God for that. Yeah. So to answer that question, yeah, I have noticed that. Uh, tell me what you think about it, though, Christ Warrior, if you're still here. Um, kind of bouncing back. Marsha says, my brain and stomach says iced coffee. <laughs> I tried regular coffee with no sugar during my fast, and it was much better. However, I went back to the coffee crack. Yeah, coffee can be addictive. My mom is in everyday coffee drinker. I'm not going to call her an addict. She's like most people an everyday coffee drinker. So I never really kind of, kind of got, got on it. Cause I just have seen what it can do, like just in people, you know? And so I love the taste of coffee. 
You know what I mean? I love it. I I we used to have a coffee machine at my job. I get I drink the decaf and stuff like that when I go to work, which also has some minimal traces of caffeine, by the way. But you know, I only really drink coffee if I do what I say. I'm trying to be grown. So if I'm on vacation and I'm trying to be grown, I'll, I'm gonna definitely get some coffee. You know what I mean? Uh, but I love the taste. I love I love it. Sister Camera, God bless you. She says, I told my friend that she was looking for the love of Jesus, but in people. And she has to go to the source. She, mm-hmm, me. I was like, just try him out. Dang, live guilt-free. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's a good thing to tell your friend. That's That's all everybody is looking for is love because God is love. You know, and, you know, I try to be very sympathetic to people this year. I'm trying to be more compassionate, I'm trying to be more understanding this year. I'm trying to be more positive, which is why I didn't want to come on here tonight and complain about anything. I just want to have a good time, see how y'all were doing. But, yeah, um, that's all folks are looking for is just love. They're looking for God. Um, people are looking for the love of a father. You know, I saw a clip this week. I would play it, but the audio was horrible. Some of y'all may or may not have seen it, but Ellen DeGeneres was in California, I believe. And y'all know California has been having some, a lot of rain, which is uncharacteristic for their terrain where they live. They're not used to the amount of rain that they have been getting. And I think it had actually been causing some real issues, like some some land issues. I saw one headline, some people died or something. I don't know if that's true. But the point being, um, she got on there in front of a creek while it was raining. And she was talking about how Mother Nature is upset with us because we're not treating Mother Nature right. And I really kind of meditated on that a little bit. And I was just thinking about Mother Nature versus Father God. Everybody loves the idea of Mother Nature. But nobody likes the idea, not nobody, but not as many people like the idea of Father God. And this is the same thing we see with God versus the universe. And so I got to ask these questions. Why is it that people are so ready to receive Mother Nature, but they're not ready to receive Father God? And the thing about it is, um, first of all, we attribute everything that nature does to Mother Nature when it's actually God who's in charge of what we call nature. Right. He's in charge of that. <laughs> so it really is him the whole time. But the thing that people don't like about God is the fact that he is actually. A person. And when I say he's a person, I don't mean he's a human being, even though we know Jesus Christ came as a human being. But. I'm saying he's a person in the sense of um, he has a personality, right? And in having a personality, his personality is good. That is literally, if you had to define God's personality in one word, it would be good. But there's a whole lot of stuff that encompasses what it means to be good. And so the, the, the issue is that God determines what it means to be good and what it means to be evil. Good is everything that God signs off on. Evil is everything that God 
does not condone. So he's very specific about his likes and his dislikes. But the universe is just really it's a fabrication of of somebody's imagination. So it can be whatever you want. It can just be it's just karma. It's just I put good in the universe and I get good back. Or oh, I woke up today and and I'm a I'm a I'm an Aries, I'm a Capricorn, and the moon was this way. And so, and all of this other different type of stuff, everything but Father God. Because people don't have a we don't have a fatherly presence in this country. More and more homes are growing out, growing up without dads. More and more, the presence of, of, of masculinity has been called toxic. So the country is becoming matriarchal. Nobody wants anything to do with the father. So therefore, it makes it harder for them to receive God, who is a he. He constantly refers to himself as he in the scriptures. Right. And he is our father. Jesus, the disciples asked Jesus, how, how teach us how to pray? The first thing he said, our father, which art in heaven. The word father, learners from Sister Sharon, means source. And so when you get somebody like Ellen coming on here, oh, you know, Mother Nature is very mad with us. It's because she's, and I'm, not to pick on her, but she's she's living in a rebel, she's living in rebellious, rebellion of Father God. And so she cannot acknowledge him because if she acknowledges him and who he actually is, which he's sovereign above all, if she acknowledges that, what it means is that she has to come into the conviction that she is evil. Okay. And I call her evil. All of us without Christ are evil. Right. But I'm just, this is the example. Um, she has to come into uh, the understanding that her lifestyle is wrong. So She's making a decision. I'm not going to live my life with the acknowledgement of a father. I'm going to live my life with the acknowledgement of Nate, mother nature or my astrology or, you know, um, my new age or my crystals or my whatever it is that folks want to get into because it's just easier for them to pacify it because the what a father gives in addition to being a source, he also gives pr pr he also gives discipline, and a bunch of other stuff. So, yeah, folks are just, that's all folks are looking for is just love. Marsha says, in high school and college, I was into luxury labels. But now what's most important to me is heat, electric, central air, Wi-Fi, running water, and home appliances. <laughs> I ain't mad at that, sister. I feel the same way. <laughs> mentioned my uh <clears throat> brother in Christ staying with me for a few months um man it's like <clears throat> and he and I talked about this so he probably wouldn't mind he see I know a lot of folks don't even watch my stream that's why I just talk about folks freely but you know it's uh <clears throat> he 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 was he was here you know what I mean I'm gonna say it delicately because we got mutual friends and stuff like that um, but I, I just I, w I woke up one night because he works odd hours. So he does a lot of activity at night. And I heard some of the activity and I just heard like I just heard just the, the shower cut on. And I said, OK, you know, because the shower he's using happens to be right right by my bedroom. 
And I, I you know, I know I said the shower's on. Okay, cool, you know. And I was just kind of, I woke up in the middle of the night, so I ain't had nothing to do. I was just kind of on my phone. I started watching some YouTube videos or something. And then I was like, the shower's still on. I was like, this is a long shower. Like, this is like ex extremely, exceptionally long shower. And so I said, man, I, I said, that was a long shower. I said, I hope this is not, you know, like his routine. You know what I mean? And so... <laughs> So then another day I noticed I heard the shower cut on. I was like, okay, you know, and I was just going about my my regular whatever I was doing. I just be in my room. I don't go nowhere. Y'all know I be in the house. And um, I was like, you know, this this dude, that's he take long showers, you know, like really long showers. And so <clears throat> since then, you know, you're like maybe a week or two into his stay, you know, he just kind of you know, just let me know he's enjoying the place and he appreciated everything, da da da. da. And he's like, and oh, he's like, and Greg, and the hot water is so good. <laughs> I just thought to myself, I said, yeah, I, I bet it is. You know what I mean? Because I was just like a little salty. And so every time the shower came on, it was like, like nails on a chalkboard. It just, it felt like I ain't got my wallet. It felt like I just had my 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 money was just like burning, just like like somebody was just burning it right in front of my face. And I was like, man, and I'm not even going to fake. It started getting me a little triggered. You know what I mean? Wonderful guy. Like that, that's my guy. I like him a lot. We get along very well. Um, But then it's like, you know, I, I had to vent. So I was telling somebody else about it. And I was just like, man. And so one day I timed the shower. And he got in, let's just say it was like like 948, you know what I mean? And he ended up spending 38 minutes in the shower, like 38 minutes. And I was just like really starting to think like, I don't know if this is sustainable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm sure it's sustainable. He's paying, paying like a nominal amount of rent. Like I'm sure to offset but it's just like the principle of like, like, dang, bro. Like, and so I'm Googling how, how long is the average shower? It's saying five to 15 minutes. So it's like every shower he takes is like double. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I feel you on those utilities, sister. It's just like, look, I, there ain't nothing to play with. Um, eventually, you know what I mean? Because I was thinking, how, what, how am I going to address this? Because I didn't want to really say anything because he's technically paying rent. But then at the same time, it's like he's paying a nominal amount of rent. So I'm like, I don't know if I should say nothing because he's he paying rent. You know what I mean? But um, anyway, about a month in, he kind of, you know, hey, you know, Greg, it's been a month. You know, how are things going? And I was just like, oh, you know, it's going good for the most part. And he's like, for the most part, he's like, what? what? And I said... Uh, I said, you take really long showers. <laughs> I was like, you know, you take, he was like, yeah, I, I do take long showers. And so eventually, you know, he, he, I think after I said that, he kind of said he'd tone it down a little bit. And he was telling me like where he was staying last, you know, the water just didn't really get that hot. And so to have hot water again, is kind of like, you know, just a relief. And so I, I got it. I didn't want to be too much of a jerk. You know, I was just like, you know, you you could do your thing. Just don't, you know, just, you know, just tone it down, you know, like <laughs> just, 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 just cut me a little slack. You know what I mean? Cause you, you, you triggering me, like you triggering me, but that's all we got to do is just communicate. 
You know what I mean? We just got to communicate. When you're, when you're a homeowner, and usually this is dads, but I don't have any kids, so I think I think it's just like when me, me and D was joking about this. When you're the person that pays the bills, right, and you're not using the utilities, everything else just seems exaggerated. So I had a family stand with me last year. Uh, yeah, last year. Wait, no. Was it last year? No, the year before that. Anyway, recently, right? It had to, nah, it had to be, it was a, it was in 2021. They stayed with me. And uh, it was just like, it wasn't going right. It wasn't a good situation. I can do a talk on that another day if y'all want to hear that. If I can do some Greg off topic on my other channel. But um, anyway, whenever they would have like, lights on okay because what had happened the little boy he was like seven or eight years old he would go upstairs and like get a snack and when he gets a snack out of say the kitchen he doesn't turn just the kitchen light on he turns like the hallway light on the kitchen light on the, the the living room light on if he goes to the bathroom he turns the bathroom light on and so i would notice this and it's like, I would have to get up. And I told him, you know, cut the light off when you leave. But he just didn't listen. So, I, you know, I have to go and cut the light on behind him. And then one or two nights, it's like I went to sleep. And then I woke up. And it's like all the lights was just on. You know what I mean? Like all the lights are just on. So, I'm, it, once again, it felt like somebody just took my wallet and just took a, took a lighter. And was just like just, just doing it and just laughing in my face. So I was just like getting real triggered. And so from that moment on, if I ever saw them like in the kitchen and the dining room and they had both lights on, I would just like cut one off immediately. And I'm like, you don't need this much light. So I just think when you're the person that pays the bills, it's just, it's like, it's emphasized. It ain't just light. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I wish I had could grab one of my lights. But once again, I got on pajama pants. It ain't, it ain't just lights. You know what I mean? It's like intense. But then when they left, I noticed that I'll, I, when I go to the kitchen, sometimes I'll have the kitchen and the dining room light on at the same time, you know, but when it's somebody else, it's just different. It's just different. So that's my little rant about utilities. I know they ain't got nothing to do with, <laughs> with the scriptures, you know what I mean? But that's just what it is. Marsha says, my aunt got the shot one dose and wound up in the hospital for a blood clot near her heart. I'm definitely keeping my family in prayer for salvation and uh, protection in Jesus name. <sighs> yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Pardon me, y'all. I know I'm doing this juice fast. I need to stay hydrated. <clears throat> I'm sorry to hear that, sister. It's What'll be interesting is to see if folks are going to pick up at the link between the shot and the myocarditis, which we I didn't even know the word myo, myo, myocarditis existed until, you know what I'm saying, after like the shot and all of that. But, you know, we got these players falling out, soccer players falling out, basketball players, football players. Um, some people think that DeMar Hamlin was like that. I'm not really willing to say that quite yet because we don't really have a way to really prove that 
He is playing football. You know, he did have a contact tackle. Now, has that ever really happened before? Do we see that often? We don't. I've been watching football for years. I I can't recall ever seeing that. But now all of a sudden in this era, we see it. But I'm a chill. Valisa says, if a Christian remarries two or three times and is in a current marriage, do they have to get a divorce and stay unmarried? Are you about to get me in trouble? And it's almost time for me to get off. Um, <clears throat> this is a topic that I have avoided on this channel because I'm still kind of praying about how God feels about it. Now, I am going to answer the question. Uh and when I say I'm praying, I'm not like actively praying because it's not really an issue for me. Uh, so selfishly, I haven't maybe given it the attention it deserves. This is what I'll say. Most pastors that I listen to and endorse will say that uh, it's okay to get remarried under certain circumstances. Now, the question becomes, what are those circumstances? Let's go to the scripture. Um, so we're going to try to do this quickly because this is a, you hit me with a haymaker question right when I was about to get off. And that's my fault for talking about light bills for like 20 minutes. But um, we know God hates divorce, right? Um, scripture saving for the cause of fornication. So <clears throat> this particular scripture and I don't mind talking about it because that's one thing I said this year. There, there's a few hard hitting topics that I that I haven't been avoiding. I've been ducking at work. You know what I mean? I've been ducking at work, but we're going to discuss them this year. Um, let's talk about this. Adultery and divorce and whatnot. Am I still sharing this screen? Uh... No, that's not the one I want. I want this one. All right. So basically, it's going to come down to what is actually meant by the word fornication, right? So this is what Jesus said. I'm in Matthew chapter 5, verse 31. It says, it has been said. Whosoever shall put away his wife, in other words, divorce his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, cause of her to commit adultery, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committeth adultery. Okay, now, what Jesus basically says is, Whoever shall put his wife away causes her to commit adultery. And if a man marries a woman that is divorced, he's committing adultery. But there's a clause here where Jesus says, saving for the cause of fornication. Now, this is like a huge debate. I'm going to try to make this as uh, concise as possible for the sake of time. We got to do a separate solid talk on this. But basically, um, some people will suggest that um, this 
uh, putting away that they're talking about has to do with the betrothal period. So, for example, Mary and Joseph, before they were actually married, um, they were betrothed to one another. We might call that like engaged. And Joseph had a right to put her away uh, because of that. And But they would say that it has to do with that. Now, what the other people would say is Jesus gave this exception, which says fornication. So if the, if this fornication, then you could put your wife away. It says here a writing of divorcement. Right. So now let's actually see what the word fornication actually means, because I've heard fornication. I heard it taught that fornication means, um, you know, cheating on your significant other. I've also heard it taught that fornication means uh, uncleanness or unfaithfulness, meaning that uh, now Brother Bowden actually teaches this about the word fornication, really meaning that like if somebody does not hold up their end of the, the vows, then they're fornicating, right? Because they're being unfaithful to what they committed. But what we're about to do is we're about to look up the interlinear of this word. So we're going to say Matthew chapter five, verse 32, interlinear. And when you do this, uh, what you can do is if you type interlinear, you can look up the original text for any scripture. So the word we're looking for is. Uh, we can look at divorce later, but we're looking at um, this word here. It doesn't even say it here, but this is fornication where it says sexual immorality. OK, so in this text, apparently the word fornication means that you can divorce your significant other due to sexual immorality. OK, so. Um, let's kind of read what it's saying. And it's going to be out of order because they wrote backwards in, in some uh, texts back in the day. Like he, I know Hebrew is the opposite way. It will rewrite it. But this is, I believe, the Greek. But anyway, um, it says, I, however, say to you that everyone divorcing the wife of him, okay, except on account of, okay, except on account of sexual immorality, causes her to commit adultery and whoever if her having been divorced shall marry commits adultery so the word here is porneus which is where we get our word pornography from so that should already tell you something and if we click on the this actual word number 4202 i believe in the strong's dictionary the strong's concordance excuse me um <clears throat> it means Fornication, whoredom, or idolatry. So where I am with this right now, and if I understand what Jesus said correctly, you can divorce your spouse for the cause of one of these three things. Fornication, whoredom, met. I don't even know what met means, or maybe that's... Oh, that's that's like telling what idolatry means. OK, or idolatry. Right. 
Definitely, I would say fornication or for, or whoredoms, the idolatry thing. I'm not sure if it's in that context, uh, but that's what I have for you right now. I'll pray about it a little more because I've listened to teachings about both sides of this. You know what I mean? I've listened to the people that are, I guess you would call them um, permanent doctrine, meaning that once you take that vow and you marry, you cannot take that away. Okay. Um, meaning that your spouse can beat you. He can beat the crap out of you. She can beat the crap out of him. Somebody can cheat. Somebody can contract a, a disease. Anything can happen, but you don't divorce that person because you pledge in sickness and in health, right? So I've heard that taught. Now, what Paul says is that you can separate. Now, we definitely know anybody can separate. You know what I mean? Um, but as far as the divorce, they would say you're still married until your spouse dies. Now, I've also heard the other side of it, which is what we just went over. And also, pe some people will say that it's only a marriage if God brings them together, right? Because it says, what well, God is brought together, let no man put asunder. <laughs> um, but to combat that, I've heard it said that, you know, in, in other nations, we acknowledge husbands and wives. So it can get deep. But to answer your question, Valisa, um, my answer right now, and I know this is going to upset a few people, I think that there are certain circumstances where people can't remarry. Um, there's a couple of brothers in Christ that I know of that were staunch. Now, hold on, let me let me let me dissect your question real quick before I say that. Because you said if a Christian remarries two or three times and is in a current marriage, do they have to get a divorce and stay unmarried? Um, yeah, no, I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Um, but folks really shouldn't be getting married two and three and four times, but yeah. Yeah. I've heard the whole thing. Like you got to divorce your spouse and then go marry the person you were with or just stay. I've heard all of that. Um, what I was going to say, there's two brothers in particular that were, um, extreme permanence doctrine teachers. And, uh, they probably wouldn't mind me mentioning their names because, they're uh they have YouTube channels and they're public and they've spoken about this publicly. Um uh one Jordan Harrison, I had him on here, he's a solid brother in Christ. The other one is um Jonathan K.O. I believe he's changed his name to Jonathan K.O. But anyway, they both were staunch, I mean staunch teachers that under no circumstances can you get divorced. Both of these brothers, uh got married to a woman that they believe was their God-ordained wife. And sparing you the details, both of them went wrong. They both got, got the women pregnant and had a baby with the woman, but they both, like, everything went south real quick, like almost less than a year. And they both got divorced. And after that, both of them changed their tune about remarriage. You know what I mean? And so I always kind of think about that because I'm like, was that to me is a few things that could have could have happened. Um, one. God was really testing them to see if they, you know, really believed. What they believed about remarriage or. 
God allowed that situation so that they could gain the revelation of how God actually feels about remarriage. So those stories are something that I meditate on a lot. But what I'll commit to do eventually is I'm going to study this a little bit more. You know what I mean? And I'm going to come to a conclusion because even though it's not a personal issue for me, um, it is an issue for a lot of people. I sure hope he allows it because it's a bunch of people that's remarried. You know what I mean? Like a whole bunch. <laughs> and they be having the best relationships. That's the messed up thing about it. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know 100%, but that's kind of where I am with it right now. Demicide. I'm not even sure what that means. Uh, okay. Trinity 88 says, I've been aware of this since 2014 and was ready for it. My whole family is juiced and I pray for them. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see where you're headed. The new cult religion of science doesn't allow questions. Absolutely. This whole trusted science thing, I wrote about this in a blog maybe like two or three years ago now. Um, science has become a religion for a lot of people. Marsha says, definitely notice an increased index regarding to cardiac arrest and or blood clots. I'm definitely noticing the deaths when they do not report the reason. Yes, nobody reports the reason for anybody dying now, and it's so annoying. I'm like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We need to know what the heck is going on. <laughs> I need to know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, where is their faith in God Almighty? And let me say this, too. I think I was picking on... Um, Valisa for asking that question late, but really I just got to your question late. So, so forgive me on that. Um, Marcia says definitely noticed an increased index regarding to cardiac arrest and or blood clots. I'm definitely noticing the deaths when they do not report the reason. Oh, I think I just read that. <clears throat> Marcia says, yes. And I think it was something intentional placed in that jab. They pushed too hard for people to get it, and it had no real benefits. And now people are mysteriously passing away so young. It's weird. I agree. I agree. Um, and like I said, no judgment to anybody who did get it. And, and if you got it, I do like to believe that God will preserve you. You know what I mean? Scripture says we can drink a deadly thing and it won't even do us harm. Right. Um, but to your point, which I agree with, uh, Sister Kiamra. Um, now, was something intentionally placed in it? I don't really know, to be honest with you. I don't really know. All I, re all I really knew is that we haven't had time to test it. That's the first thing I knew. But, but honestly, the main thing I knew is that I just don't trust anything coming from them. So to be honest, they could have ran tests. I still wasn't going to get it. It's just <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all know I'm on record. Y'all already know I ain't got to go over that. But, but just from a logical standpoint, it's like it just it ain't it just came out like it's it's camera it's it's like camera equipment that I don't even buy when it first comes out because I'm like let me see does does this thing you know let me see what the deal is let me see the review first so if that's camera equipment I'm definitely gonna treat my body better than that um but the point I absolutely agree with is when you said. They pushed too hard for people to get it, and it had no real benefits. I want y'all to remember the push. 
because stuff moves so fast, we got a tendency to forget. When that thing came out, these are the various, Just this is just a few examples of what we saw. Cash Money and them came out with, with Vax That Thing Up. Cash Money, Juvenile, Mia X, and Manny Fresh. Remember Vax That Thing Up? The, the black dating app was trying to uh, get folks to uh, get jabbed. And they were saying, look, if you want to be with me, if you want to hit it and all this, you need to be vaxxed up. That's the first thing. Uh, another example, there was a particular town that if you got jabbed, I think you had a chance to win like a million dollars or something like that. I want to say Ohio. I could be wrong. That was going on. There was another one, Dunkin' Donuts. If you got the jab, I think you got like free donuts for a year. No, I'm sorry, not Dunkin' Donuts, um, Krispy Kreme Donuts. Go back and look this stuff up. There was another one um, where they were giving you like free burgers and fries or something. There was another one. Now, I don't even know if y'all heard of this one, but there was a brothel. And the brothel was allowing men, if they, I guess maybe women too, I don't know, but allowing men to come in and have a 30-minute session if they got the jab. And one guy, he was like, well, you know, I was going to get it anyway, but <laughs> but since y'all did that, I got it quicker. And so when I saw all of that, I was just kind of like, like y'all a little, a little pressed, like y'all a little anxious about you know, like all these different incentives and like I can win a lottery. I can get free donuts and burgers and fries and I can get a little, little, little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can get a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, you ain't giving out that yeah, yeah for no reason, right? So my thing is like, what's the deal? Why, why the urgency? Now I get it from their perspective. They really do believe that they're saving lives. But to your point, once again, it had no real benefits. You can still contract it afterwards. It did that what what we were told by multiple people, one of them being the current president of uh, Joe Biden, is that he said almost verbatim, this is not a direct quote, but this is like a paraphrase. If you get the vaccine, you cannot contract the virus, nor can you spread it. Both of those were outrageously wrong. Like it almost seemed like the like if you got it, you was almost more likely to get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I had two aunts. They worked and they work in a hospital and they had to get it and they were going to get it anyway, but they had to get it because they worked in the hospital. And um Right after they got it, like a week later, they tested positive for COVID. And they had been testing almost every Tuesday throughout the whole pandemic. But it wasn't until they actually got the jab that they actually tested positive. And once that happened, that was like the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back for me. I was like, I don't need to hear nothing else about it. You know, like I can tell it is just a bunch of foo-foo. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, it didn't change anything at all, at all. It's just, and they know it now. They had to acknowledge that, you know. And me, as far as I know, I I still haven't got it. And by the, hopefully, hopefully, I don't ever get it. You know what I mean? But it's very possible that I could have got it and 
my body fought it off because I'm in a low risk demographic. It was absolutely deadly, uh, but it wasn't as deadly as like, like the type of deadly that they was making it seem like is like, like if you get it, it's just like, like, like people start sending you flowers and, 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 and funeral cards and you ain't even dead yet. That's the way some folks really look at that thing. Like, and then they was looking at other people that got it. Like, oh, like they got it. Like almost like, like the lepers where they had to walk around and say, unclean, unclean. You know what I mean? It's like, it almost made you feel unclean, but it's no way you could really control it. It's just, it's it's like the flu or cold. It's, <laughs> you know what I mean? So Psalm 91, Psalm 91, as soon as it came out, Psalm 91, Psalm 91. It's been working for me so far. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. So Psalm 91, eat right, work out, you know, moderation stuff we was talking about at the beginning of this. Man, good stuff here. I'm going to wind it down in about 10 minutes. <clears throat> Way of Salt says, the very system that is blatantly anti-God has led so many to the broad path in more ways than one. I agree with that, absolutely. <laughs> I agree with that, absolutely. Sister Nicole on, God bless. Um, man, look, I like coffee, man. I'm not a coffee addict, but I like I just like the taste of it. I don't know the cream or the sugar, the flavor. You know, it just tastes good. So I enjoy my little decaf coffee. I'm a lightweight. You know what I mean? I'm a lightweight. Man, but if we talking about coffee, I know I was way up there. Faith says, I notice as well, many of the deaths are suicides and substance abuse. We are living in end times. It was prophesied, man's heart failing from fear. That is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. <laughs> I mean, I laughed at that when I was laughing at it. So now I just laughed at that. I thought it was kind of funny. Um. Christ Warrior says, I also believe we're witnessing the falling away from the faith and people being handed over to reprobate minds. People are being led by instinct and not the spirit. I agree with that as well. Some of this stuff we want to come come back to next week. You know what I mean? I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I need to start keeping up with y'all in this chat. Way of Saw says, in Central California, we're seeing lots. I think she might be talking about the rain of both things being destroyed and also new life of plants, et cetera, growing when this area is typically dry and have been in drought and drought. Yeah. Yes. It's stuff happening. You know, it's stuff happening. I'm not a climate change person, but you know, stuff happens. Stuff happens. This is fascinating. Let me see this comment. The I think it's the earth is at the end of the 6,000 year cycle and it's changing. They are trying to blame it on us. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't I need to learn more about that. Nicole says to answer the question, I believe that they're not ready to receive Father God because as soon as you say Father God, there's accountability involved and acknowledgement of his truth. Yeah, absolutely. Man, let me get down to the bottom. Cause I see if y'all talking about something I was talking about 20 minutes ago, 
Let me uh, catch up. I apologize if I don't get to every comment. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> My bad. Oh, I wasn't that far back. All right, let's, let's knock it out. <laughs> Raddy says, not the long shower guy. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all good. He said, 38 minutes. Yes, 38 minutes. Trinity says, no way, too long, especially if you don't have legs to shave. Just saying. Like, exactly. I'm like, like, man, I don't know what's going on in there. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't tell you. He, it ain't like he got a bunch of hair. We both got haircuts. You know what I mean? It ain't like he got to wash his hair like that. You know, okay, you get in there. You, you, you cut it on. You wash your body. You wash your face. Whatever you put on your face, you let it sit on there for a good little five minutes. You wash the rest of your body. You wash your little hair. And you, you done. You done. It should be no more than 15 minutes. And he washes clothes very frequently. Let me make sure he's not here. Let me check my ring. He could be. Hold on real quick. Cause I don't <laughs> I think he got, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I can talk freely. Yeah, wash his clothes a lot too. I'm like, man, I wash clothes once every two or three weeks. Quiet is kept. I really think I could wash clothes like once a month if I really wanted to stretch it out, because I go to work one day a week. So I'm like, man, I could wash clothes like once a month. But like my hamper, my hamper is not big enough for that. And sometimes you just want to wash clothes. You, I need to wash my bed sheets and stuff like that. So, but anyway, yeah, it was insane. This is Nicole say the fact that you timed this though. You know what? It's like, I had to time it because it's like folks wouldn't believe me, you know, what I mean? like, like I, I had to almost time it for myself to actually get into perspective of how how extreme it was that of what I was perceiving, if that makes sense. Like, like, like it's almost he wasn't gaslighting me on purpose, but it's almost like I had to make sure I wasn't being gaslit with how extreme it was. So I had to be like, let me let let me like. Okay, let me make sure I'm not tripping. That's what it was. It was like, let me make sure I'm not tripping. And so I timed it and anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's a controversial topic that uh divorce and remarriage is extremely controversial. Extremely. Sister Indira says, LOL, I take long showers, but not that long. I love hot water. <laughs> Man, it's just, it's wild, you know. But that, but honestly, though, that's my guy for real. Like, we get along. We ain't got no issues other than that. You know what I mean? None whatsoever. So I appreciate him. He, he, he loves the Lord. He evangelizes and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I still talk about that. Brother Joseph said you could hear the meter running. Man, it's like it's like I could just hear it. <laughs> Man, Trinity 88, are uh, you about to get somebody in trouble? Damar was a hoax ritual to normalize heart attacks. Wow. <clears throat> There's my favorite YouTuber that I watch. His name is Kijani. He did an expose on Damar Hamlin, the football player that uh passed that collapsed. 
I don't know. That's all I can say. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I watched Dr. Campbell's recent video a few days ago. I told my family not to get it. My sister and her boyfriend didn't listen. He has had a few clots. This is just, you know what's wild about this? Okay, let me finish your comment first. My sister is having a lot more health issues. That's sad. That's sad. But you know what's really wild about this? And I'm going to close out with this for the most part. Um, that we on this channel have a very small sample size. There's a very small sample size, but there have been at least three to four of y'all who have told me that, no, no, maybe like four or five, at least three to four of y'all have told me that somebody you know has experienced complications, right? And I'm just thinking like, okay, we, we're a small sample size. You know, this, I ain't got, I ain't got, you know, I ain't got a hundred thousand subscribers, nothing like that. But I'm like, just out of this little pool, y'all telling me relatives having blood clots, you know, um, I think somebody told me somebody was hospitalized. Um, it's, it's wild. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah, we are being we are being polluted to death through food, fluorinated water, pharma, entertainment, chemtrails. It's a lot going on. It is a lot going on in this season. But you know what? Regardless of what is going on, God is in control. And I'm very grateful for that. Very grateful for that. <laughs> The, the word juice is just funny. Oh, they did scholarships. They did money, scholarships, and something else. I can't remember. Listen, I'm just glad that for the most part, like the heat is off a little bit. Now, there's still some places where they're still trying to like push this stuff, but it seemed like temporarily it's just kind of calmed down. And I'm hoping they just don't get go back into the hysteria again. <clears throat> There's a book called World in Peril that explains the earth changes. CI has maps of safe zones in there. Yeah. Man. All right. I think I'm almost caught up. Oh, what's up, Sister Deidre? She says, oh, my aunt developed a heart condition as well as loss of hearing in one ear. See, this like... It's a small sample size, but it's been like at least five of y'all telling me that somebody y'all know. And I mean, don't get me wrong, like things happen and, you know, people, people, uh, you know, people grow old and they, they heart, heart conditions have existed before uh, the jab and the vaccines and whatnot. But, but it's like, at what point do it just get to the point where it's like, we realize that we're seeing different things than what we have seen before and you can't really realize that pattern unless you're sober-minded and that's probably why a lot of people can't realize it because they're not sober sobriety is not just about drugs and alcohol sobriety is about just sin period you can be intoxicated from media you can be intoxicated from fornication 
like if you just don't have a clear mind to just see things. Um, but those who are sober, we're not ignorant of his devices. Um, and she and Deidre goes on to, to say she had no previous health conditions. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, like I told y'all, even a buddy of mine, I haven't talked to him about it. Oh, I forgot one of your comments. She still hasn't made the connection between the the jab, the jab and her conditions, man. And that's the that's the wild thing about it, right? It's like until more research comes out, it's hard to say one way or the other. But it's kind of like a if you know, you know type thing. And I'm starting to see um, <clears throat> more of what they call science starting to really acknowledge these patterns and stuff like that. So we'll see if anything ever gets done about it. I don't know what could be done for the most part, but all I know is that, you know, that 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 I, I can't trust that. That's a choice my family has made. Yeah, my fam most of my family has made that as well, you know. Um, and, and that's why I thank God that as far as I know, he's preserved them. And that's why I don't that's why I don't take joy in this, because I have very close relatives and friends who have made that decision. And so um, like I was about to say, I don't think I finished my thought. I got a buddy I grew up with. I haven't spoke to him about it, but I think he has um, developed a bit of a heart condition. I'm not sure if it has to do with that or not, but that's how it is. So listen, family, we done just crossed the finish line of an hour and a half. I thank y'all for hanging out with me just a little bit. I just want to check up. Like I said, I ain't had nothing too pressing tonight. Anytime we have an open discussion, come on here and get me in trouble. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I want. But God is good. Hopefully all y'all are doing well. You know what I mean? Just stick with the Lord, regardless of what we see going on around us. Stick with God. Trust that he has a plan. Trust that he is in control. I'm not worried about anything. We're actually commanded to be careful for nothing, to be anxious about nothing. That's a command in the word of God. But through everything, through prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God. So that's what I'm going to do. Hopefully y'all do the same. That's all I have in this Solid Talk family. You all take care and be blessed. Culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, God to tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid. I'm dropping knowledge, wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture living godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Just walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a render shall be saved We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect 
spiritual wickedness in high places trying to cause division with the people and the races jesus gave commission say go out to all the nations so we streaming live on television and the stations no we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces the cross was eddie murphy dan Aykroyd. we trading places the lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces so we preach it to a generation that is faithless understand his greatness ancient of the ages written on my heart the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check and from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try and keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy blood give me amnesty no i can't handle me not where i wanna be but best believe i plan to be flesh wrestle against the spirit main event and slambery so i need them every day to daily weekly annually iron sharp as iron so i'm strengthened by my brethren we may not meet down here but guaranteed the link in heaven the born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in